Welcome back to The Right Angle. It is our Christmas edition. By the time you hear this, it'll be only about four days from Christmas. That's assuming you listen to it when it comes out, because I know like a blockbuster movie, a lot of you will just sit with your finger on the uh, Spotify or the, the <laughs> Apple podcast or whatever, just waiting for it. Waiting to open this Christmas present. That's right. It just keeps on giving until it's over and then you got to wait for another week. Better than waiting for another year. I don't know. Are we going to do one between Christmas and New Year? I hadn't really thought about that. Well, that depends on uh, if I can get my alcoholism under control. <laughs> a little too much eggnog. Yeah, okay. yeah, that could be a possibility. But if you, if I don't, and you still want to do it, I'll be happy to, to babble into the microphone. Okay. Absolutely. So another week, just yeah. kind of another, another yeah. week. It's funny yeah. how we we don't even mention that Cece's not here. He is supposed to come in. He's I don't know if he's still on that secret island of his, kind of like Fantasy Island, except. Whoa, whoa! Don't be talking about <laughs> secret islands with Cece. We already know what secret islands get people into trouble. Oh here, my gosh! So, yeah, yeah. We don't. He's he's somewhere on terra firma somewhere. <laughs> Are they? Have you heard? Did I know the death or the prosecution rested in that trial of what's her face? And uh, I guess people thought there were going to be some bombshell big names talked about but I haven't heard what happened this week and if it was all just going to be hush hush and nothing to see here or exactly what I heard from uh, somebody on Fox News that was interviewing the reporter that was in the the uh, room there when they were doing it that she seemed to think that none of the big names are going to come up but I'm thinking how do you suppress that that's what this whole I know. thing is about yeah so if you, you might suppress them, but they got to go to jail if they were doing illegal things with with women that were underage. Right. I don't care who you are. You need to you need to pay the price for something like that. So I don't know. I mean, why even have a trial if you're not going to, you know, bring up those names and things like that? You wonder if the lady considered making a deal, but then decided it would be too dangerous if she ratted the people out and or she was advised not to if she wanted to keep breathing, or exactly why? Because you would think that'd be a classic case of spilling the beans and not going to jail or getting reduced sentence, but apparently not. Her boyfriend didn't get a chance to spill the beans before he, <laughs> he got hung in jail. Yeah, accidentally. <laughs> accidentally hung himself in jail. But uh, uh, she would have been dead by now, I think. If she Maybe she's playing dumb. I don't know. Nobody knows because yep. there weren't any cameras or anything in the, in, in the thing. I, I talked to a guy earlier today that was talking about that, and I said, I'm sick and tired of people it, that are higher up that are getting away literally with murder and nothing is happening to them. And the people that didn't do anything, a.k.a. Stone and Flynn, yep. and those people get put in jail for not doing anything wrong. And it just goes on and on and on, and once in a while something good happens, but not enough good yet, but we'll see. We'll see. I've heard big names. Of course, you hear yep. that stuff when that's happening and, and things, but there are there's photographic evidence that Bill Clinton was there. Oh, yeah. And um, I, I'm, I'm sure he uh, you know, was doing more than just flying on the jet when they were going back and forth to that island. Yeah. So. 
But I don't blame him. He's married to Hillary. <laughs> so true. he gets a pass with me <laughs> yeah. as far as that goes, as long as they weren't underage. Right. Yeah. Which to him is right. probably like six, but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, man. Hey, sometimes when I need my indoor exercise because he can't get out and ride a bike or walk or something, I, I do like a. I don't know, not even a treadmill, but some sort of exercise thing. And I watch Wheel of Fortune and uh, Family Feud while I'm doing it, switch back and forth. And you know Family Feud, of course. Oh, yeah. So the, the, the tiebreaker question tonight was, name something that you put in your mouth that begins with the word mouth. Mouth guard. All right. Mouthwash, mouth guard. The, the yeah. first person rang in and said, money. Mouth money? <laughs> Oh, they didn't they didn't get the money, did they? No. <laughs> and then wow. And then uh it struck me funny at the end of Wheel of Fortune they say go to wheeloffortune.com for all of your holiday shopping needs. What a, what a sad holiday that would be for someone. Well, you know what? The, the, there's a lot of sad holidays out there because there's a lot of sad people that watch that stuff. Yeah. So not you not included. No, course, I, but, I'm uh, I'm being productive. But, uh, yeah, exactly, while you're doing that. Uh, and speaking of exercise, real quickly, yeah. um, I, I knew your father at one time. Mm -hmm. And um, I remember one time um, seeing your father. This was a very large department store area. And he was walking from way out in the in the parking lot, uh -huh. uh, walking up toward the building. And I, and I was getting in my car, so I saw him, and I drove up to him, and I said, hey, do you need a ride? Did your car break down? And he said, no, I park out there. And then I walk up to the, to the place every time. And I'm talking, he was probably 40 car spaces out uh -huh. where he parked. His car was all by itself. Yeah. And he walks up there every time he did that. And I just was, I just was so stunned. I applauded him. Yep. Yeah, that's, I mean, exercise and uh, your car got not getting dinged by people opening their doors and stuff. That's he, Your dad did drive a Bentley, and that is something <laughs> to consider when you're doing that. I had forgotten about that completely. Yeah. So, yes, I wouldn't want my Bentley dented either. Right. Well, let's see. I don't know who, uh, who's who got the most juicy stuff. I do have a couple, uh, still have some CC-specific things, so I'll put those on pause. But anything new in... The world of education or just your life? Uh, just not not other than the fact that two more principals are leaving. Oh, no. <laughs> the, the school system. I, I have lost count how many principals have left. Now, uh, a couple of them may have had uh, semi-good excuses for leaving. Uh, but when you have, when you have a, the approximately seven principals leaving – Within a year and a half, something's wrong. And a lot of them were newer. These are not old principals that have been there. I don't know the total number of schools, but that's close to 100% turnover. It's at least 75, I would think. Yes, yes. It, it, it is almost 100% as far as schools go. Yep. But there may have been one school that, that had two leave within the year and a half's time. Oh, my gosh. Uh, and and a couple of them, I mean, it's 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 really amazing how these school boards, with their self-importance, 
go out and try to find the right person yeah you know to, to run these schools and how they fail miserably when they do it in in my area yeah in my I, I don't speak for anyone else or any other school system. Mine sucks. And there's there doesn't seem to be any accountability in terms of failed hires that just like in a private business, if you hire a big name or you don't hire a big name or whoever, or a, you draft some guy in the first round of the football or basketball thing and they they turn out poorly probably in sports there's a little bit more on the way of repercussions but in business and in schools it's like oh well we spent 50 or a hundred thousand dollars on that job search didn't quite work out but it's not our money so let's just keep looking exactly that's what it is it's not their money and from what i understand i'm going to put this on the air even though i haven't found out for sure all yet. right i think one of the administrators had signed a contract uh, to be, and I'm not going to say which one it is uh -huh. until I find out. But I understand somebody told me that was close to the situation that they signed a contract to be one of the administrators, and then they asked for more money after they signed the contract. And apparently, people close to the situation said they gave it to that person. Oh. Well, when you confirm and get the details, that would, I'm sure, be another telling sign of the school Stupidity. System. Yep. There's another interesting thing that, that occurs, like at our local uh, charter township. And I'm sure it probably happens at our school board, too. When you go to address the people there, the head school board or township supervisor, whatever, says first thing off that, that you're not supposed to yell at the people or create a disturbance or or call them names or anything like that. And I'm thinking, why would they even need to do that to begin with? It's probably because they aren't doing their job correctly. I know you can't please all the people all the time, but usually if you're not pleased and everything's been going along fairly well, you're not going to run up there and scream at them because of it. You're going to ask them what went wrong and and did you take your stupid pill today and could you stop doing that? Yeah, that is definitely another telling sign for sure. I'm just thinking about those principles. How many do you think left having another job? And if they had another job, what would compel them so relatively early on in their one job to go look for another job? I guess that probably answers itself. Well, does it? Because one of the principals that was at our high school, he had come from another school system left them to come here, left them on short notice, came here, lasted six weeks, and then went back to that same school system six weeks after he was here. Wow. I wonder if he was just playing with them to get more money or... Do you know what you would do if you were playing me for more money and you came back and asked for it after you left on short notice? I would say, don't even walk in the door. You you are dead to me. That's really weird. Well, it is. Wow. And his sign-off was kind of interesting because he said, and it's it's public knowledge because he put it on Facebook, uh -huh. I think. He said, I I you know I did a I did a great job here. I, you know we got a lot of stuff done, and you know I like the people, but sayonara after six weeks. It's like who are you trying to fool? You moron. 
I can't call him a moron because I didn't say his yeah. name. <laughs> Probably related okay. to that National Teacher of the Year from last yes. week. <laughs> well, yeah, one of my, yeah. I talked to one of my sons and he had just listened to our podcast where you reported about that lady and what she said and he was just as not really infuriated, I don't know, disappointed or just in disbelief as we were that someone would be that self-important and make those crazy statements. That's exactly what it is. When people say stuff like that, I get sick and tired of them coming up with these grandiose statements about themselves and what they do. You're a school teacher. Hey, and how about teaching school? Okay. How about teaching it so that all these kids aren't failing in the United States of America? Oh, and I'll reiterate again. I know there's lots of good teachers out. There's also a whole crap ton of bad ones. Like so many other things, what, what's going to turn the ship around or if it's going to take the sinking of the USS Titanic school system, public school system, to do something? You know, you know it's really easy. You say, what will it take? Literally, all it will take is having the teachers say, get rid of all the PC crap, all the CRT crap, go back and teach reading, writing, arithmetic, and history. Yep. You think that's all you have to do. Just do that. Will that would that come from the parents? Would it come from the teachers? Would it come from probably not the students? Who do you think is going to lead that? <laughs> who's going to lead the charge? It's the, the parents absolutely are going to lead that charge. The, I think too many teachers kowtow to what's going on. If anybody brought in that CTR, CRT crap, um, into my school and I was a teacher I'd say I'm not touching it I don't care what you say try to fire me for not teaching it ain't happening and speaking of school I I wanted to highlight a couple more uh, questions from that questionnaire that we had from the uh, of the 148 questions and I must tell the audience I had the pleasure (laughs) of meeting the mother of the kid who took the test and so not that the G-man would be telling a a tall tale, but she confirmed every single word he said. So take it to the bank. And by the way, I think her kid's going to be in a private school next oh, year. Oh, excellent. So here's, here's just a couple of more questions that I, not as many as I did last time, but here's a few questions they're asking. Again, I will, I will tell you that these are 12, I guess, to 15-year-olds. Okay. 12 to 15-year-olds. During the past 30 days, how did you usually get your own cigarettes during the past 30 days how did you usually get your own electronic vapor products during the last 30 days how did you usually get the alcohol you drank what what kind of are already assuming what kind of answers do they have for multiple choice do they have them well but yeah they do they have they have like seven on one of these I did not drink alcohol during the past 30 days. I bought it in a store. I bought it in a restaurant, bar, or club. I bought it at a public event. I gave somebody to buy it for me, money to buy it for me. Somebody gave it to me. I stole it from a oh store. Oh, my gosh. I took it from a family member. Those are the questions for alcohol and I guess basically yeah. those other three. Gosh. Oh, Wait. One of the ones for cigarettes is I borrowed, or in quotes, bummed oh. them from somebody else. 
Here's an, here's another good one. <laughs> if you want to, how easy would it be for you to get beer, wine, hard liquor, and then in parentheses, vodka, whiskey, or gin, or marijuana? How do you feel about somebody your age having one or two drinks of alcohol beverage nearly every day? Neither approve or disapprove, somewhat disapprove, strongly disapprove, or don't know. I can't say. I can't say what I would say to a 15, 13-year-old drinking two drinks every day. What would I say to somebody like that? And didn't the mom of this kid who took it confirm that the kid was was a kind of totally lost and like came home and said, mom, what are methamphetamines? And oh, there's a guy at my school named Ethan, but today he's Cindy, but I I don't know. He said he might go back and be Ethan again. (laughs) I mean, she kind of said what we said that people, kids are doing it for the attention. And because I guess it's like a trend now. I mean, instead of getting a crazy haircut or I mean, I don't know that you get a tattoo that young, but just trying to think of something you or I would have done in middle school to stand out. And I don't know, maybe, I don't know. I, I don't think I, I ever wanted to stand out. Did you ever have that urge that people aren't paying enough attention to me and I really need to make a name for myself by doing something crazy? Never. And that's because I came from a, a well-parented household and I made friends easily. So I, I didn't, I never, and never in my life have I thought I needed to do something like that. And I, I do strongly believe that I will put a percentage on it. I will say 85% of these kids are not being parented well enough that want to go from Ethan to Susie to Ethan to Susie'son, you know, half and half. And it's uh, my wife that worked in the high school in my area here was afraid to go in the bathroom because they had that rule where if a guy felt like a girl, he could use They did. It. I didn't know that. They oh. did. They, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, now, of course, there is a lock on it. But, I mean, just, just think about, you know, her walking up to the – it's locked. Oh, okay, I'll wait a second by the door. They come out, and it's a guy. It's like, ah, you know, Really? Really? You know, you can't use the guys. I That's a whole nother ball of earwax right there. I don't, uh, I just got a couple more here that just might rattle your cage. How wrong do your parents feel it would be for you to have one or two drinks of alcoholic beverage nearly every day? I'll tell you what my parents would think. They would say, oh, this is going to be such a pain in the butt to dig <laughs> six feet down to hide the body if they ever saw me doing that stuff. Oh, but you're one of the, your parents are one of those people that beat their kids. Shut up. Here, okay, here's another one. How many of your closest friends do you have that have been drunk during the past 30 days or used marijuana? Your closest friends. Let's rat them out. Choose one of these answers to the following statement. My parents ask me what I think before most family decisions affecting me are made. I'm 12, 13, 14 years old. Johnny, do you want to, you know, what do you think? Should we maybe go on a vacation out west or out east? 
What, what, what's your thought on that, buddy? What should we do? Okay. Uh, my parents, you know, and I'm sure your parents just said, guess what we're doing? This is what we're doing. Has a doctor or nurse ever told you that you've had asthma? And then the next question is, do you still have asthma? <laughs> do you still beat your wife or no? When did, when did you stop beating yeah. your wife? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I got two more. Two more. How many of your closest friends do you think have been drunk during the past 30 days or used marijuana during the past 30 days? 12 to maybe 15-year-olds. How wrong do your parents feel it would be for you to have one or two drinks of alcoholic beverage nearly every day? Speechless. As we were talking about last week, what does this have to do with teaching kids? What does it have to do with reading, writing, arithmetic? What does this have to do with anything? If you're having a problem at home with drugs, alcohol, being beat, having to sleep in a car, you know, using the rest, restroom when you think you're a girl when you're a guy, that's got nothing to do with school. That has to do with police and other people like that. Well, we'll see if there's any fallout in the long run from, I, I can't imagine more parents wouldn't be totally up in arms. I can't imagine, I guess it'd be scarier to think of a parents that were 100% okay and thought it was great that the school was finding out that information. I, I mean, if you put your name at the top of that thing, you're signing your death warrant in, in school, you know, if you answer those questions right. wrong, I'm telling you, or your parents, you know, the police will be knocking on your door. Oh, I see you had your kid uh, sleeping in a campground in a car. He's 13. What? And it's like you say, I'm just screwing around, Dad. Well, you did. they just took your dad away in handcuffs. <laughs> you little moron. Oh. Good God. Since this is our Chris Christmas edition, I was thinking, what are your uh, growing up and current tris Christmas traditions that our audience might like to hear about? Well, I just like uh, um, my daughter and I, of course, my wife likes it when we do it, but we all like to decorate. We've got this humongous, one of those village things, you know, that light up. And I think we have like 16 things of that. It takes like all day to set it up. Love doing that. And, um, you know, love decorating the house. Um, everything about Everything about Christmas I love, but that's one of the... One of the things I like to get into is uh, is decorating. Is it the same decoration, or is there like creative freedom every year, and you do it a little bit different, or is is it sort of like a puzzle where you have to put every piece in the right place? Uh, both. <laughs> so sometimes I forget how to wire everything, and then I go, "Oh crap!" And then I, I, uh, I, I. This year it's different. Uh huh. Um, you know, the the coloring is all multicolor lights this year. In years past, we will do like bushes with separate colors. You know, one bush is red, one's green, one's blue, blah, blah, blah. Right. But this year it was all multicolor. And this year I, I wrapped all of my deck um, railings in, in Christmas lights too. Man, so, I need to drive by your house. Yeah. Between now yeah. and Christmas. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Better, absolutely. But we won't give out your address on air. No, no, please don't do that. And trying desperately not to let anybody know who I am. But how about you? Growing up and now, just try to have as much 
family time and family in town as possible. When we were growing up, we would go over to one of our grandma and grandpas on Christmas Eve with our cousins and aunts and uncles and have a big dinner and then go down and open like one or two presents in their basement. And that was always a huge excitement. And then we'd drive home past all the houses with the really cool ornaments out and everything and just sort of take that in on the drive home. So that was always fun. And uh, now it's sort of more of the same on a slightly smaller scale. We haven't really gone around to look at Christmas lights much. Do you, uh, I mean, our neighborhood is a pretty good representation, but nothing really crazy like some people do. It sounds like you have a, a pretty good assortment though. How, how is your neighborhood in general for that? Pretty lame. That um, The three houses, the one on either side of me, all three of us have decorated fairly well. So we're lit up pretty good and the people across the street have a good light show. But uh, a lot of the people in my area are elderly and they don't get out and do much decorating. So we also have to go out and search for the good light shows uh-huh. uh, that are out there. But you hear about them on the radio. Right. And, you know, and, you know, like you say, when you drive by, you know, oh, yeah, there's that place. And I have a question for you on your, right. your favorite thing with your family. I know your family. And when you opened your presents at your grandparents, did you open them? Did you go around the room and open them? Or did you all open them all at once? I think... On that occasion, I think maybe it sort of went in age groups. So like if there was like four, five, six-year-olds, they'd all get theirs and they'd open them. And then like sort of the next group of young teenagers and then the teenagers and then the older ones. So, I mean, there was about 14 grandchildren, I think. So, um, yeah, I think it was sort of, it, it certainly wasn't all individual but I think it was sort of like all the little kids did and then the medium kids and the big kids. I was I was wondering that because when you said that, if you went around the room and opened them individually, your family would be ending up with the last present right around New Year's Eve. <laughs> yeah. Because you had a monster family. Well, yours wasn't too small. What was your, uh, how did you guys do it on Christmas morning? Was it just like tear into them? No, no, we we uh, we also took all night to, um, you know, to open our presents. Um, you know, we'd go around and and oh, this is from so and so, and then you'd you'd open it. And yeah. Then somebody else would open one. And then you'd wait twenty five minutes for your next one, and and uh, we made a night of it. Yeah. So. So that was Christmas Eve. That was Christmas Eve. Yes. Okay. Got it. So do you could you remember like one best christmas present ever um a best christmas present ever i remember distinctly one that that i really enjoyed and that was uh one of those flipper hockey games that you know you had the little puck and you had the the hockey players that you would slide back oh and and spin around with the and spin around and, and do that kind of stuff and and i loved that game and we played it every day through the hockey season and when it was when the hockey season was over the first year my mom without me knowing it gave it away because i i hadn't played it in in a week in the next fall i said hey hey where's my hockey game like i gave it away because you you didn't play it anymore i said hockey season was over (laughs) give me a break i can play hockey when it's baseball out she gave it away 
Now that you mentioned that, we had, along probably with everyone, had those hockey games. And, of course, they had that vibrating football, which I never understood. Oh, yeah. Is that, oh, yeah. I mean, that didn't work at all. And there there wasn't <laughs> – I mean, there was sort of a baseball and a basketball, but hockey by far was the most authentic and the most fun that you could just – like you said, you could play and you could keep track and, you know, not really have a league or anything, but – you could definitely have a lot more fun than that, as I recall, than the other sports games. Absolutely. It was called photoelectric football. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Who who do you think came up with the idea that we'll make the field vibrate? And then you, the guy, remember, the quarterback had that little foam ball and you would put it in cock back yep. his arm. And if it, yep. if it hit the receiver, then it was a completed pass. But it never did. <laughs> Oh, I'm sure man. they don't make those anymore. Uh, well, who knows? They may be making a comeback. No. And there's a whole new generation of stupid people that will buy them. <laughs> so we're, you're saying our parents were the first generation? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's like, how does this really work? Something just sort of occurred to me. That I think I'd known about it, but we got Christmas cookies from someone, and they baked about four or five different kind and put them all in like a Tupperware container. So there's like 20 cookies, five varieties, and they all almost taste like each other. It, it kind of ruins it. Uh, you don't have the sugar cookies and the chocolate cookies or the chocolate-covered peanuts or anything like that? Well, I don't think we do, but, oh, I've just been informed Ooh. by our in-house chef that those are, in fact, sugar cookies, so... But regardless, I mean, we have gingerbread, we have chocolate, but all of the white kind of vanilla ones usually end up sort of tasting like chocolate. And I really don't have anything against chocolate other than I don't really like it all that much. So it's a little disappointing. <laughs> chocolate is good. But it's just one of those things. I mean, you you can't really complain because after all, the cookies are free, assuming you didn't pay for them which you normally don't because it would sort of take the purpose away of a Christmas present. And speaking of Christmas presents, our former vice president has done us the amazing, given us the amazing gift of releasing oil from the strategic oil reserves. My question is, are we paying for that twice? That's a good question. I, I have no idea. I do know that our uh, esteemed energy czar which was our ex-governor here who did absolutely nothing, was laughing at a question as to why the gas prices were so high. She's something that you have to live with it. And then she said, we will release 50 million barrels of it so that we can. And, and then the guy that was on this other station said, she's an idiot. We use, we use 15 million barrels a day. So it's like a three-day thing that they're giving us this extra gas for. Um, she doesn't know what she's talking about, in other words. Maybe maybe we are paying for it twice. Yeah, because heaven knows we don't have enough gas and oil. Oh, wait, yeah, we do. We've got all that we need. But you know who decided that we should pretty much close things down and buy it from the old reliable Russians and the Saudis? <laughs> Yes. It just seems like a, such a sensible thing to do because, I mean, there's no downside from importing oil when 
like I said, we've got all we need. Or just release it through the pipeline as we were getting it when they were doing that. I would assume that what they're doing is they're, they're uh, releasing it and uh, they're just, I, I don't know who pays for it, actually, to tell you the truth. Trump was the first president in, I think, would they say, 30 years at least that built up a reserve of petroleum because we had enough to build up a reserve. And first one in, in that many years. And now they're going to go ahead and just suck it all out again. Because that's how it was with the great presidents like oh, like Hussein and, and those people. And speaking of wasted money, which is what our government does so well, how many millions of dollars have they spent not only, well, on the vaccines, obviously, but on making and then paying for all the ads that you see on TV and that you hear on the radio, on podcasts that you see on YouTube and everything. As we've said before, it is so pointless to trot out a bunch of actors, which I'm sure most of them are, to say that, oh, they've gotten the vaccine and they're going to have a happy holiday because of that, or they're doing the world a favor because they're doing that. When we know that people who haven't gotten it yet are either living under a rock which more power to them because they won't catch anything bad or they have made the intelligent decision not to get vaccinated. They're not necessarily anti-vax. They just don't want to get it. Exactly. I would, I would wager anybody that there is not even close to 50% vaccinated people in the United States. And, and you know, how are you going to know? How are you going to know? They've lied about everything with this, uh, with this Kung flu and what's going on. And I heard from the guy that invented this vaccine that it doesn't work well. He was on the news and he said, do not vaccinate kids. And that's why you have to get vaccinated every six months because it's not that it doesn't work that well. Another booster. Johnny needs a booster for Christmas. Exactly. I know, I know personally of four people, it might be five, that, that have gotten the vaccine and then got sick. Me. I know five people that have gotten it and still got sick. And I also know several people that got the vaccination and got sick getting the vaccination. Get you one way or the other. Yeah, it's poison. That's all it oh is. Oh, my goodness. I don't know. And uh, they got the OMA Omicron or Decepticon variant, which is like the least, <laughs> the least deadly thing ever, and yet they want to lock everyone down yeah. again. That's also what he was talking about. He said that that was even an extremely mild form of the flu, and only a handful of people have gotten it. But here's what they say: there's somebody in Minnesota, and they got sick from the Micron, you know. Since when did we start tracking two, three, four, five people that get the flu? You, it's hard to imagine that it's not some coordinated brainwashing effort because that is certainly uh, what it appears to be from Fauci on down. What did you say? Did you say? No, you meant Farchi, <laughs> which is what he is because that's what comes out of his mouth when he talks because he is, he is nothing but rude. And and doesn't know what he's talking about. He's 
it, it was weaponized politically. Sorry to tell everybody that. That's what it is. Absolutely. All right. When I go into my bank and I see one of my friends that work there and he has his mask on, I always tell him, you can take it off when you're around me. And then he points to the camera. Oh, my gosh. Thing, and it says, I can't because of that. And I, I go, oh, my God. It is 1984 again. Have you been back to your, your store where that seahorse works lately? Yes, I was in there yesterday. And that seahorse was checking people out again. As you go out, they check and make sure you're not stealing anything like they don't do in San Francisco. And I went in the other lane. I cannot be near that seahorse <laughs> at all. It's like, it's like being next to a, a rattlesnake. I'm fearful of it. I'm fearful of it. Sorry, that's me. Yep. And if you saw it too, you would be too. You'd be going, what? What's, what is that? A, an experiment gone wrong? I mean, it's one thing if you're a really, really nice looking guy and you want to turn into a girl. And then, I mean, it's sick. But I mean, <laughs> at least you might have a chance if you turn into a girl to find a guy to date you. This seahorse looks like a guy and is trying to be a woman. So good luck from here on out, pal. It's brutal. It's it's actually brutal. I, and it, you know what? I, I hate to say this, but <clears throat> I think of his parents. You know, now there's Christmas coming up, and I think it's been within the last year that he's he's transformed into this, you know, uh, seahorse and you know he's going to be it's going to be coming home for christmas i'm sorry it's going to be coming home for christmas and you know you're the dad oh here's uh here's uh here's this well what do we get her what do we get it for christmas there you know what kind of it, what kind of it presents are there out there i mean i can't you know what do we what do we get it a shaver or you know is it still you know still grow a beard or you know, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. I guess any uh, final thoughts other than holiday well wishes for our listeners? Merry Christmas to everyone. And have a blessed night. I'm just trying to think of some, uh, some bestowal I could say on them when the family gets together. And uh, that, that Andrew Claven quote about if you act in secret, then you'll look like you're ashamed really resonates with me and we're not ready to reveal our true identities yet but when you're around friends and family and and co-workers if you can just be brave enough not to go with the flow when the flow is going the wrong way then you'll be a better person for it and you'll find a lot more people that are right thinking than you probably realize that that's very good sage advice and i'll tell you right now i am that person out in public and that's why I don't want them to know it's me here. And so just like a certain jolly old man, we work in secret, but we spread goodness. We spread gifts and we wish you all the great holidays, especially Christmas. And we'll see you next time on The Right Angle. That was easy. <laughs>